This podcast is a production of WCWP, LIU Post Public Radio. Check out our lineup of original programs, listen live, or support by visiting WCWP.org. Rock. Paper. Pixels. I am Patrick Abioli, and welcome to Rock, Paper, Pixels. The nature of this show is to discuss how our need to communicate has created a brand new economy and how that economy is reflected in multiple areas such as education, information, advertising, entertainment, and the arts. Today, we're going to be talking about the arts. We're going to be talking about how the world of digital and specifically the release to the wild of content via the internet and streaming has changed the face of the world of fine arts. And My guest today is an educator, an artist, a designer, a multi-platformed artist, designer, and educator. He is young in comparison to me, thank goodness. I have known him, as we just said, close to 20 years, I think, somewhere in between 15 and 20 years. I Every time he comes into the classroom to say hello, the students perk right up. I always tell them when I do come back from reincarnation, I want to come back as him. Uh, is it Jeff Bezos? We're not sure yet. Or is it Ryan Seslow? Welcome, Ryan. Thank you for doing this. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's, a uh, it's so cool that you're actually, uh, you know, that you've come in and, and do this. And I'm really, really happy about it. And I think we're going to have a lot of fun today. And the, cool. the topic I asked to talk to you about was how valid is digital art? And that's a really sticky kind of thing. But I don't mean is it good I don't mean is it worthwhile. What I mean is, how does it become valid in the sense of value itself, mm. right? Cultural value, monetary value. Those two areas we're going to look at. Okay. And also, what happens when you don't uh, when you don't go through the traditional museum curating gallery structure? What happens when you release to the wild? Mm. And which you've done, and which you've lovely have invited me sure. to to participate in. But uh, that give me do me a favor, just give me a little background on you, starting from let's say MFA days. Is that okay? okay? I don't want to go to high school, but let's just say yeah. MFA. Yeah, no, I, uh, thanks so much. Uh, at, at this point, it's 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 hard, it's hard to even think back that uh, you know that the MFA days were already over. You know, fifteen fifteen years ago. Uh, at this point, fast forward, but uh, since since then, um, I've been I've been very fortunate enough to land um, adjunct teaching positions between five colleges yeah. here in New York that are um, all within the close proximity to each other to be able to jump from one campus to the next. Um, three of those campuses are CUNY campuses. Um, I've been teaching at York College, Queensboro Community College, and most recently the Borough of Manhattan Community College uh, for 14 years. Wow. Um, as well as uh, at Long Island University's Post Campus and at Iona College in New Rochelle. Um, between those 4.5, I like to say, because I recently <laughs> made a transition from teaching at QCC to BMCC and CUNY, um, teaching between um, seven to nine courses each semester and another two or three over the summers. Um, that range from studio arts, applied arts, to um, graphic design, web design, communication technology, and media arts courses. So, Jesus. 
Um, I don't really teach many uh, repeat courses. It's just a variety of all the different things that I just not only have a great interest in, but am actually applying in my professional career as an artist and as a designer. And wait, let's go back to when was MFA start? MFA start was 2002. Okay. Four. So I've known you from about two or three. Yeah. So we're at, yeah, we're at a solid 15 years. Yeah. But would you say within that 15 years is when all of this change has happened for oh, you? Yeah. Absolutely. Because you were more of a traditional, right? I, I mean, I was, but I wasn't. I mean, I studied illustration and design at the University of Hartford. And, right, um, right. Yeah, yeah, I, never But at remember. the time, um, coming out in, coming out in you know, 96, 97, leaving undergraduate college, I was, I was still, for the most part, an applied artist, but we, could, we were able to see, even at that point, how things were changing. I mean, print design was still huge. Yes. At the time. Sure. And um, that was still something that was being promoted heavily, even though, you know, we had our first little flirtation with the web, you know, in 94, 95, 96. Yeah, we saw it. But, you know, even then, doing basic design work and um, still working in cork, you know, I wasn't thinking that, you yeah. know, um, anytime soon was the internet going to explode. No one was. And become this force that would just drive everything drive we every do si today every single thing. from so, buying uh right chips right in a box from amazon yeah so right. to picking out a car from yep. medical help yep it's frightening yeah it's a little scary it really is especially with what's going on today yeah uh, I, I do want to thank you for allowing for telling me today that yeah. a person was on campus yeah. that is a good friend of yours and uh i joke around it's like an elvis sighting uh, but it is John Fechner, and I'm not going to go off topic here. John, to me, is uh, he doesn't realize who he is, and I wrote him that in an email on Easter Sunday morning for yeah. some reason. I said to him, I apologize for being so curt with your time. You don't realize, I guess, who you are. Yeah. You really don't. I mean, when I was watching a Netflix special on art of the 80s or 70s and this woman is showing her book that is now in the Whitney and she's yeah. going in here is a piece and it's John's piece right. and when it dawned on me I went oh my god yeah that I, 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 I he answers my phone calls and, <laughs> and I wrote to him yeah. saying I, I really don't think I've ever treated you the right way okay because you don't ask to be treated that way and he was like that's really nice, yeah. So that's cool. But he was here today yeah. because of you, yeah. because of your friendship with him. Right. This is a global artist. Not that you're not, but oh, yeah, hold on level, this is man. this a little bit. I'm not going to – a little bit. When he told me one day, yeah, I'm going to the Whitney opening for the biennial, which we're going to talk about. This was in 02. And I go, oh, that's nice. How'd you? He goes, well, you know, when you're in the Whitney, they give you these special passes. And he just mumbles it. And I'm like yeah. – you know, it took me 30 seconds to replay that and go – you're in the Whitney? <laughs> Your right. work is in the Whitney Museum. Yeah, right. well, yeah, and he mumbles. Uh, seeing him today, and I thank you yeah. for letting me know he was on campus. And uh, amazing guy, yeah, amazing uh -huh. person. And this speaks to you because of who hangs around you, who came to campus to talk to your group, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. He I mean, came all the way, and that's an Elvis sighting. <laughs> John to be out, you know, it's, it's like, what do they call it, Nessie. Yeah, no, really. In Scotland. Absolutely. I guess that's a, that's a good point. I mean, in, in these neck of the woods. Uh, yeah, he came all the way out from Queens, um, right? Wherever he, he lives. He did, and he's been, um, you know, and just, just, I guess, a little background information would, would help listeners on this. Is I mean, I, I 
I came to LIU to do my MFA because I knew that John Fechner taught here. There you go. He was teaching here, and um, as, there you go. as as someone that's been involved in the graffiti and street art, you know, um, game for for and inspired by it for my entire artistic career, you know, the fact that I was able to stumble upon something somewhere that showed that he taught here. I had no idea that he was yeah. even a teacher. There you you know, in, in my eyes, he was a, pretty much the the guy that started street art before it was street art. Yeah. You know, and um, just, just being such a fan of his work. That's amazing. That um, that story definitely led me here. I was applying to CUNY schools for my MFA and um, had um, had reached out and you know wound up getting a tour here. And we just you know the the, the minute we met for the first time, we were just instantly friends. And uh, and he mentored me all through my program. And uh, never thought in a million years we'd be become you know good buddies and collaborators and helped me put together the um, the street art and graffiti course that I created here for the graduate program. And he's been a integral part of that ever since 2009 since its inclusion and he's come to speak Humorous whether time, it was right? in person or via Skype every single time we've had the amazing class. here's the here's Pat as the stupidest person in the world you ready one day when John was the director of digital arts he says to me uh, yeah. I don't know why but he said to me uh, do you want to have a, a dual show and I don't know why I went well who, who can't get a show if John Fector's name's on it and I kind of said no <laughs> I, I, I'm never going to believe and understand. I don't know why I do those things. I swear Homer to God. Simpson. It is totally just – afterwards I go, I, I just said no to John Fackner and I didn't mean to. Uh, anywho, maybe another time and then it would be a wonderful thing. Yeah. But I want I want to segue from Fackner yeah, no and not from him ever. And I got to tell you that truth. I mean I have not seen the guy in 12 years. Yeah. I really haven't seen him in since I don't even know when. Twelve years at least. Yeah, it's and time flies. And he took the time to, uh, you know, sign a booklet for my son yeah. that he didn't even know if he was coming here, and he had no idea, and he just wanted to make sure the kid got something because he knows the kid likes the kid. He's twenty eight. My son likes street art, likes yeah. graffiti, likes Basquiat, and John's work. This is the kind of person he is. You haven't seen him in over a decade, but he takes the five minutes to do it. Pretty cool thing. Uh, but, yeah. and I was all excited. I thought he'd maybe come in. But there's a reason I'm bringing this up. Yeah. In, in traditional fine art, and by that, we can go all the way to any form of electronic. Sure. I'm not saying paint only. John used to always say, I don't know, man. He goes, they're still putting paint on a canvas somewhere. And I used to go, okay, yeah, it's great. Yeah. But one of the things that uh, in John's work and in your work and in the work that you advocate, street art, it's very democratized. Yeah. It's out in the free-range world. Uh, the murals you do, I've seen them all over. Um, I imagine Queens, Brooklyn. Yeah. Right? Uh, this is out in the wild. Yeah. This is not within the walls of a museum. Yep. So, th so this is why I wanted to talk to you about this today. Once you can release work on the internet, the way you've done for years now, yes. and you were so nice to ask me to be in that show, I believe it was in the Netherlands, it was a streaming video yeah, festival, streaming festival uh, and that was unbelievable that yeah. you asked me to do that, I was really appreciative of that. Once we have platforms such as Giphy, I don't even know where to start with you because it's like I'm looking at a buffet and I'm going, I don't know, do I start with the crab legs? What do I do? Because uh, <laughs> you do so many things, so many things well. Thank you. So 
Giphy, great example. Yeah. Giphy or Jiffy? Giphy. Um, How do they pronounce it? I, I go back and forth. You know, I pronounce it GIF. I go, I go back and forth. You know, like I, 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 do they call it Jiffy? I mean, they got six million dollars recently. Whatever they want to call it, some, some of them do, <laughs> some of them don't. I mean, I've had, you know, it's a, but it's you've a, been with that platform since the start. Yeah, I remember. I don't yeah. forget this stuff. I was, I was one of the first. You're one of their first artists. Twelve. Yes. Uh, yes. That they started supporting. So them. you were the biennial of O2. I guess. You, you know, know what I'm talking about? Where Maida and Jeb Bratt and, and Lovejoy and all of these people, Napier and all of these people right. brought Interactive to the Whitney yeah. in 02. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, we, I got to put this in structure again. Yeah. Uh, I was going to do this today freeform because you're an artist. You can. I think we can yeah. because we know each other so well. Yeah. So the concept of producing work, putting it up on a platform that the world can see instantly. Uh, challenges so many norms. Yeah, it does. The curatorial process, museum structure, monetary value, societal value. My downside on this, mm-hmm. I mean, I love that you're able to do this. Yeah. I love that no one can stop you. But there is a gatekeeper. Is there a gatekeeper at Giphy? I'm going to go back and forth between the names. There, there's got to be. I mean, I think, is there any um, peer review with these people? Yeah, of course. They I say think. yes or no. Um, well, so, so they're acting like the curators. Yes, they. Well, they have curators. That's for sure. Okay, you know, good. Definitely has you know um, curators that they that work there full time, um, and um, my relationships with with the company has have expanded. You know, from one to three um, contact points that will respond to your communication and or reach out to you and see how you're doing or what you're up to. I mean, I recently sent recently sent communication to them because they've added um, statistics to <laughs> the users um, and, and uh, you know, monthly. So they're now weekly, embracing. Daily, yeah. They're statistics. embracing the feedback. They, I, you know, it's a good question. I mean, I, I, I do they give a shite? I'm not sure how to how to put it exactly. No, they definitely care about their community. They're, they're, no, no, no. I meant do they care about the feedback? Does it influence who goes up next? Based on my relationships with the the many people in that company, I would absolutely say yes. They they're they're incredibly inclusive with their community. They constantly bring people in from the public, from the genres they support, from yeah. you know, from all kinds of. They're just incredible. But let's go outside of the community yeah. of artists. Okay. They recently got funding. If I remember reading, of five point five million, six. Yeah. They got some serious cash. Yes. Do you know who that was from again? I forget. I don't. It's okay. I can I read about I, it later. But I do know that they are. They have major relationships that are um, directly formed with. Instagram, Facebook, and okay. Twitter. So and the new media companies, and I hate to use those two words together, new media, because it's not. I just mean the recent media yeah, yeah. giants, right. Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. They're gonna t- we obviously know they're going to take over. And so do the old media giants. Of course. Uh, NBC put so much money into Snapchat. It's not even funny. They better. Yes. They better. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, God. I gotta... who's, who's, who's watching TV anymore? <laughs> Old people like me. You know? <laughs> no, I couldn't agree more. And they're the new buyers. And if you have a half a brain in your head, you're going to always want to know what's happening 10 years from now. And we're, we're really going – I don't want to go all over the place too much, but I, yeah. I do want to come back. Okay. Yes, I agree. There's this combination of uh, 
uh, monies. There's a combination of commercial. Uh, This understanding. And this is where I think the gray area pops up. So you have a a company like Jiffy, Giffy, Mm -hmm. and they're going, okay, we do want to have monies coming in and out. So do every museum. And they reach out usually through donors, much less through corporate. They do do corporate donors when talking about sponsorship. Giphy may be the time in which the corporate sponsorship comes about a different way. So here we have the the support and the patron of the arts, uh, which allows for this diverse, democratized platform. Right. So now it's the user who kind of decides what art is then, that's the point I'm trying to get to. Yeah. What happens now if the user decides what is art? Is that good or bad? That's a, that's a big question. Well, yeah, it is because it's, it's, it's an important question because I... I it is. I, I do think that... Because it influences the art of the time. It influences the art of the time for sure, and I think it forces the art establishment to relook, rethink. They're going to have to, um, because the way that I think just museums in general were able to kind of, to a degree, cater to a specific type of person that had a specific type of education, and also because they were the donors. That has a whole other can of worms. Yeah, well, we'll get that, stay that, where you are. I don't want to knock yeah, you off the stride a, here. Because this is interesting here, a certain kind of education. Yeah, you know, um, trying to keep, say, high art you yes, know, yes. with people that had a high art level uh, understanding of art, whether that was through education. And had a high bank account. And had that had that as well. I mean, but no. Um, let's go back to the high education yeah. group because this opens up a bigger can of worms. And sure. I don't want to go too far down that road. So we have high art, we have low art, and this is where your street art, graffiti art comes in, yeah. because bringing it outside into the world uh, with no restraints of uh, museum. Right. This is just has gone digital, and it's the same ideology. Yeah. Bigger. Yeah. Much, much bigger. Yeah. So using the the uh, animated GIFs the way you do, mm-hmm. find uh, how did you find Giphy? I don't want to go too up top, but how, did they it, find you or you find them? It's actually a cool story. Um, the, Please. My, my original connection with the uh, with the company was via a gentleman uh, by the name of Jace Cook. Um, he was one of the two founders along with Alex Chung. Jace Cook is no longer with the company as far as I know. But um, by chance, I mean, this is, um, you know, 2000 and, um, 2005 or six, and I think, you know, Jiffy started in 2007 is when they did their official wow. launch. But um, I was just, or maybe even, maybe even a little bit later than that, actually. It could have been. I remember you popping around the labs with it. Maybe. Yeah. I, I could be wrong. I mean, I, I could be a little bit wrong on the dates, but. Doesn't matter. Um, because it's so much time is just. You could just say early. Yeah flown by but um but um jace uh had posted something on twitter along the lines of uh an all search engine for animated gifs and um i i just so happened yep. to have seen it come by in my my feed somehow some way i don't even know if it was because i was searching hashtags it's because you were there but i was there and, and um he had, um, you know, post, sent something out. I wish I could find the original tweet. I'm sure there's a way that it can be found. 
um, I've been I've been on, on Twitter also since 2007, like literally yep. since it started, and um, always found it to be an incredibly useful tool for connecting with people and building relationships. But I, I just sent a tweet back to him with one or two um, GIF animations that I had made, and um, I guess he liked it and reached out back to me and just led to an exchange of email addresses and I asked if I could come in and, and meet with him and he said yes. And I remember talking to you about the fact got, that yeah, you were actually there. At the beginning. I mean, that the company, And I remember seeing yeah, this company. small amount of people up yeah. on the site and you being one of the top 12. When I, visit, the, when the I went to 12. visit there at the first, the first time I went to visit there they were a part of the Betaworks company yes. in the meatpacking district and they had a corner. They had a little corner in this huge open space, which was an incubator for all these other little companies, sure. an amazing. That's the company. way it works. They had an they had an amazing space there too, and um, you know, got a little tour around the earliest, you know, first four months of the company being you know established and where it's grown right. to today, and how it's grown has been just amazing. I'm not sure why he left. I I, I would love to retouch base with him again. And could have cashed out. Um, I'm sure. You know, at this you know point, it's not a bad thing no, if you're going on to do something else. And, and you, I, I'm not sure. judging anybody. God bless if they cashed I'm out. I'm sure that's the case. At 62, uh, I wouldn't mind cashing out a little bit. Show me where to sign. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, a, I'm <laughs> very happy with the, the the job I have, the career I have. I, I love you – know, I yeah. get to work with people like you. Sure. You know, And the you. weirdest thing is when you walk in the lab and those sophomores who don't know we're friends right. and they've just had you for foundations. Right. And you walk in the lab. I'm like, hey, what's up? You want to do laundry? You're like, yeah. They're always like – like it's like seeing uh, Mickey pull off his plush head <laughs> at Disney World. They're like, what? Right. What? Why are you two talking? <laughs> and that's the fun part. Uh yeah. But that's a great story about the beginning days of the and having and seeing it and yeah. you actually seeing it what yeah. was amazing, right? Yeah. But a little bit more what I want to talk about because we could go for hours. Uh, I think we've already been talking for a half an hour. No. Yeah. Wow. I think we're close. Twenty five minutes. Okay. That's nuts, right? Because I just feel like we just walked in and said howdy. Yeah. But that whole structure just laid into you perfectly, right? Sure. Taking work at a quick pace because you do stuff. Yeah. The amount of work you put out in one day is hysterical, frightening. Uh, and this platform enabling you to just do upload, go, and they curate. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But after years of you, yeah, they're going to be like, okay, it's a new one from Sesla. Yeah. So we're fine. Uh, blasting that out across the world. Have you ever made money from one of these? I've, I don't mean yeah, to be no. personal, but is there any fee? Is there any? I'm trying to get back to the reason why we have museums. Yeah. The reason why we need to validate art. Absolutely. The reason, and I'm not saying the reason we have museums, but the structure sure. that enables a, a, a you know, Van Gogh or Van Gogh, yeah. as near you would prefer me Van, to say. Van sure. Gogh. I can't even do that. Uh, goes for $186 million. Yeah. And that's a bigger thing because that's a one off. That's you only have one of those. Yeah. But now you take a Seslo GIF and it's on two and a half billion monitors. Right. Around the world at once. That's that's the uh, yeah. That's the trick. That's that's the I mean, this is the part that I think, you know, I I, I I think about a lot. I mean, everyone, yeah, right? just like I, I checked the whatever it is, my profile recently, there's a you know, there's, there's over two point four million views <laughs> on on the the GIFs that I've uploaded there. And now uploading animated stickers 
just on that one platform. Just on that one platform. Okay. And now, since since uh, since Giphy is up, is now uh, part in partnership with Instagram, you can search for Ryan Seslo stickers on, under Instagram for stickers to overlay onto your Instagram stories. So we're Warhol. And um, yeah, and I noticed that one of one of the stickers that that I made in the month of June already has over 9 million views, which means, you know, where they're taking it to. And at the same time... Now, let's go back to Warhol two seconds. Yeah. How do you monetize that? that that's, and why yeah. shouldn't you? That's a tricky question. I mean, I think... I mean, I don't think that, you know, Giphy's intention ever was in the beginning to, to, to think that expansively. I think they had a really cool idea of... Yeah. Hey, a search engine for animated gifs, and this is becoming popular, and people's attention are on this. Yeah. Let's 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 give them what they want, and let's see where it goes. And let's see where it goes. I yeah. mean, that's ultimately that's that's. So that's, here's my. I've never met these people, yeah. and when I get healthy enough to actually walk, I'll bother you for that. Maybe yeah. would be nice. Uh, man buns. Man buns or no man buns? I got to know that up front. You're, you know, you're asking the wrong guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I, 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 mean, I've, I haven't had hair for the last 20 no, years. No, I mean so the, I would, the people I would... there, the people around that office space. Because as I heard <laughs> I a great line. I'm just joking around this. Just, man buns are the millennial mullet. No, that's it. They're, it's, they're, that's, that's, it's just one of the coolest, most laid back. That's um, what I was getting. Self-expressive uh, environments. I mean, it's just it, you, you got to go there for a visit. It's just such, I do. I you wish can, you could send them a message. They're they're so open and so cool that you could send them a message. Well, obviously, just, an entree through you would be the, a huge well, thing. Tell and, just tell them you you're 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 in it. You're interested, and you've got a connection to the field, and they'll they'll welcome you there. That that no, I just want to see it because. Okay, so let's get back and back and back. You can wear a man bun. Yes, I was thinking they about have doing those that. When you walk in, you can, you can put them on, right? Yeah. Like the little string. Like a Halloween outfit. That'd be a great Halloween outfit. What are you going as? A uh, demoralized hipster, uh, which is, uh, you know, oxy uh, redundant, actually. Uh, a demoralized hipster. Uh, no, I'm joking around about it. But uh, as you go forward towards monetizing, mm -hmm. now we enter, you know, many people say, is it valuable? Well, it was, you know, $1.5 to buy. Of course it's valuable. Right. And we know that's crept in. Obviously, mm. and we know that putting money into the arts is when it becomes problematic or tainted, and that and it becomes a commodity. Yeah. And the gentleman we were speaking about today has told me a few stories sure. about the early days of the '80s when art really became a commodity. Right. And I love when he says things like, "Yeah, I was working with Warhol at the factory," and I just look at him. So I just listen. And we go back to Warhol because he really was. Yeah that point in time when he realized what was actually happening. I like, I'm not an art historian, I don't even play one on TV, but the factor that he took the traditional commercial objects and positioned them as art yeah. was multiple layered statement. Yeah. First of all, I'm doing it, right? And listen, I don't know. I wish uh, a young lady named Dr. Gutierrez was sitting here. I may bother her, we'll have to see. So then, or, or Miss Applegate, Right. Which would be a wonderful conversation right 100%. now. I think between the three of us, if Barbara was in this room, the oxygen level would be gone by now. We'd have to, we'd have to do something because the amount of talking and thinking we just, fun. yeah, we would probably uh, just combust all three of us. Uh, but I, I think that Warhol had so many levels to what he was doing in that way. Sure. And the fact of that great documentary, The Box, The Brillo Box, yeah. I don't know if you've seen that's a really 
wonderful thing. There's also another movie called Boogie Woogie about the Mondrian. And uh, and the reason I bring it up is all of these guys were hip to the idea of how much money they were generating. But it was also, as Mr. Fector said, isn't it just one big con? And he didn't mean that in a bad way. What he meant was, aren't we just always trying to gain the confidence of whomever we're talking to? Right. And to bring John up again, and the reason I do is because we're beyond different. We're beyond different, he and I. You and I are closer because we're more kind of Long Island kids who had had hamburgers at some point. (laughs) But you know what I mean? But he is so far out in the stratosphere. And one of the you know, he says to me, everything's a con. And he didn't mean it bad. Like I said, he really meant everybody's trying to get the confidence of the person they're talking to yeah. to have a better relationship, or sometimes it's an evil relationship. Absolutely. But money's has always when the uh, putting hit the blender. Yeah. And once that starts to creep in, so now you have structures which uh, denote who's should be worth a lot. You have galleries. Right. You have O.K. Harris back in the 80s. You have Mary Boone. You, I have no idea who's new today. I'm really old. And they're probably still around, the, yeah. these people. Yeah. Mary Boone, I would imagine, yeah. is. O.K. Harris's galleries there. Right. Uh, Ivan Karp. These names from the 80s when I was young and nubile <laughs> and I could walk around. Uh, these people really started the commodity of art. Right. Warhol started it. Let's you know who we can. But Duchamp started it too, yeah. when he sold bonds, on his next work, or right. just sold bonds as having a piece of Duchamp, and he actually got money for them. That's when the whole thing just clicked. Possibilities. We can go all the way back to Michelangelo and having patrons, the Medici, but that's sure. a different thing. Sure. Now we're starting to sell pieces for cash money. Yeah. The museums are the ones who act as gatekeepers. The Christie's, the Sotheby's of the world do that as well. Not a bad structure, but it also gives society a structure to say, well, is this work good, not good? And we're going to get to schools very delicately in a second here. Uh, Can you teach art? Yeah. (laughs) Can you? You can teach the history of it. Sure. How valid is that history? Right. You understand what well, I'm trying yeah, to say? Because it's, it's, it's tainted by the money. 100%. We're all tainted by the money. That, that sounds like a great disco song. But we are all tainted by there being money involved, right? Yeah. <laughs> so when you do a mural, right? regardless if you get paid for your time, that's not the issue. Yeah. You do that mural and it's released to the wild and it's out there. You do an animated GIF. You put it up online. You... Uh, the value comes from the user saying, I want to see this piece. Hmm. So no one's a gatekeeper besides society. Right. And does that validate the work more or invalidate the work? It's a good question. I think there's Is it a, a good lot of, question or am I just babbling? No, it's a good question because there's a lot of variables, I think, that, that are a part of it in the sense of, you know, how, how much of what that person does with the experience and the acceptance or are you talking about the use the viewer or the the artist? yeah the viewer viewer. you know the viewer especially uh plays such a huge role i mean in the context of you know the metropolitan museum of art and someone going to the met opposed to you know someone taking a walk through like you know yeah uh, whatever welling court you know mural project in astoria for example that has over 150 murals really change up 
once a year, you know, for the last nine nine years now. Um, you know, what what people do with their experience plays, I think, a big role in... In validating the work that caused that experience. Yes, because first the individual has to do that. They have to, they're, they're the ones that are going to decide whether they're going to share it and post it on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter and say something about it, yeah. or they're not. And that becomes the Ted Mac amateur hour. That becomes whether or not the work has just been considered valuable or valid. Uh, if they're adding a hashtag to it and it falls into the category with the artist's name attached to it. So now the value of viral becomes the potential of viral yeah. becomes you know a commodity in and of itself because there's always going to be somebody on the other end of that paying yes. attention yes. to what people are paying attention to it's promotion it's but it's also promotion. the gallery now yes it is has it replaced the gallery that's a dangerous question it's a dangerous question and i think it's it's there it's 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 a 50 it's 50 there. shot i mean we've it's already got, there we've got instagram profiles that do nothing but curate the work of their favorite artists and some of those Instagram curators have millions of followers. That's there's the next word. And you know, you, you know, you know, once once you start creeping into that million plus mark, you're capturing the attention of of a large band. People who are watching where the attention of other people is. So here's a question. Right. When does it become reality TV? When does a housewife from Jersey throw a glass at you and that becomes the six million views? That's, well, I think there's a lot of jockeying going on right now with that, you know. Which I'm saying is invalid as an art or cultural form. Think about it. People, you know, anyone from from this device, from their device, they can be a instant publishing media company walking around with an iPhone now with the capability to live stream. Logan Paul. Logan Paul, these perfect kind of example. People. Gary Vee, perfect yeah. oh, example. I mean, these these guys have this incredible, you know, um, ability to create content that seems endless and cater. Well, worthless or endless? I listen to Gary Vee, and Both. it's the same thing over and over well, that's and over and 100%, over. 100%. I mean, that, but that's... He talks about how brilliant he is, that he is where he is, but he keeps negating that he started from a major retail wine shop. Sure, well, of course. And that he was selling that wine online and generated, Yeah. you know, it's like saying, I can't believe I drove cross country just because I had a car and, and a gas card that was endless. Yeah. Yeah, no, when you drive cross country as a 17 year old and you have no money and your Rambler keeps breaking down. Rambler. Then, exactly, then you've driven cross country. Yeah. When yeah. the chauffeur gets out and gets you to Sprite mm. with no ice, because that's right. what you wanted, I don't know if you drove cross country. So, so those kind of people invalidate mm. the viral? I don't think they invalidate it. I, I think that they're just a taste of what's to come. Oh, I, I think they, they represent- That's the real question right yeah, there. Yeah, they represent a- The larger group? They represent a potential for a lot of young people or people that can't stand where they are at in their life, yeah, yeah. and they see this as potential, yeah, as yeah. I could be the next big yeah, yeah. so-and-so. In, but that's how in, we elected the last guy, too. Yeah. We won't <laughs> well, but that all of these things are, are, you know, they're snippets and fragments of, you know, what- Change of societal structure. A hundred percent. And, um, and, and, and 
I, I got to admit, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to feel the influence of it myself. You know, I asked myself the question, like, you know, like, for example, you know, like, and this even crossed my mind when you told me you were doing a podcast. I was like, of course. Why isn't Pat doing a podcast ten years ago? <laughs> He's perfect for that. That that just that makes he never shuts up. But, it makes, per- but no, it makes perfect sense to me because you know it's 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 a part of a natural progression, or organic yeah. progression that I do see. You know, yeah. say yourself going into or myself going into. Oh, These yes. are things that we're we're talking about oh, anyway. Yes. We're engaged in and. You know, why wouldn't you want to expand that to a larger audience and a larger pl- platform? You knowing- should be doing this, but not now. You're too, your time is too well spent creating content. Okay. Not that this wouldn't be for yeah. you, but it's like if I looked at you, I would go, all right, he's got X amount of fuel and jets for this part of the trip. When he gets older, maybe yeah. closer to 50, he starts doing this. Okay. But the people you could get on. Right. The people you could have on your podcast. Yeah. From who you, like, you're one of my, obviously, yeah. high points. Not that the others weren't. I mean, if okay. something happens right, uh, I may get a four-time Pulitzer Prize winning photographer. Awesome. Yeah, it's through a friend of a friend. and cool. um, His wife is my friend, and I... You know, was rude enough to ask. But back again to this platform making some people very valuable. Mm-hmm. The criteria for those people to become valuable yeah. becomes the white on white painting right. in the galleries. But some of those white on white paintings were touch points and and yeah. points in the river that changed everything. Yeah. The fifth person to do the white on white painting <laughs> was the joke. Right. Right? The first, the second, the third, the fourth, that was that watershed moment where things changed. Yeah. But when it becomes the the MFA student 15 years later says, I'm going to give rebirth back to the white on white painting for my entire MFA thesis. Right. Yeah. That's when you got to scratch your little Kepler and go, I don't <laughs> think so. That's been done many times. Sailed. So what I'm bringing that up for is because as you release to the wild, as you democratize, as you let millions of people who maybe yeah. have no background criteria, study or education or yeah. Yeah. besides their own, yeah. do we get the Real Housewives of New Jersey at the Academy Awards? Yes. Is that good? Uh, Are we I'll, talking in code? No, I think yeah, people no. got what we meant. I, I, Have I, we gone from Sir Lawrence Olivier right. to Big Ange? <laughs> and I shouldn't know Big Ange, but like sometimes, you, you know, it's like an accident on the highway. You go, well, no. what the hell is that? <laughs> but did we go from the work of Olivier? Well, Peter yeah, I mean, they think about it. The, 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 internet, the internet is just... That's it's, my it's, point it's right just, there. It's just the biggest... <laughs> disruption in every controlled type of etiquette and behavior oh, absolutely. that we were that it, that was rammed it is down the mirror throat. it is the total mirror of who we really are and it really is and i really believe this i mean seth godin says this so well so many years ago he said yeah. the internet never forgets and the internet always finds out and it's such a great smart quote because it's bringing just full transparency on so many things Oh my uh, God. To the forefront oh my God. that I think you know does a does a little bit of you know making, soul cleansing. Well, not only that, but forcing people to think twice before they do something, or actually, but they don't, or start to just consider 
what they have to become accountable for mm. uh, that might come up. Well, uh, but then again, at the same time, they don't because you're right. It's a contradiction because yeah. you've got all kinds of people doing all kinds of things that just like they're just asking for the attention, asking for the trouble. And, you know, it's like end. the worst family reunion picnic ever. That doesn't end. Exactly. That just doesn't end. Every day you just what, what's, every day you got to go back to the picnic. What's, what's going to happen next? You know, like it's so funny. This just in this year, this year in particularly, like so many people that uh, that I have great reverence for uh, on Twitter that I that are my go-to people for news or my go-to people for art criticism and so forth. It's so funny to see them like post things that say like don't check don't check Twitter don't check Twitter don't check Twitter. Like, yeah, yeah. like I can't imagine what's going to happen next. It That's Mark me, Marin says. Right. Mark Marin says he has don't check phone Twitter, anxiety. Don't, yeah. Just because you know that when you get there, you're just going to be, it's just going to be another episode. Well, yeah, of, it was yesterday. Wouldn't, would, yeah. would, wouldn't, would, would, wouldn't, would. Yeah. yeah I mean, and, and this is, this is integrated now. So into, the lemmings. So why are we talking about this? Yeah. We're talking about this because we're saying that it's okay for the general populace, the normal person to establish the criteria for what's good art. What should be accepted? What has cultural benefit? Okay. Because of the nature of the democratization of the internet, which allows for everyone to post. Yeah. So now that Instant. instantly changes or instantly affects the criteria of what we will accept right. as high or low art. It can. And That's I, I, scary. I, it, it can. And I think that with the... I didn't want to... You know, go away from what you were saying. Yeah. But I think pulling it back to this validates everything we were kind of talking about. Yeah. Why we're talking about it. Of course. And bringing it back home. I know here. There's, there's there's so many variables. I well, mean, you like, and I have a big problem like this. We would just pass out from talking. Well, and I am so so uh, appreciative of that. No, thanks so much. I mean, I'm 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 excited about this stuff. This stuff excites me. It I mean, does, that, right? That, you know, I I'm. As an artist, I mean, one yes, of the things that I'm that's constantly, another layer. constantly concerned with with my work is not only Am I thinking, falling into the pit of, yes, I am wonderful. Yes, I am fantastic. <laughs> in the mirror, say it three times before, <laughs> you, before you leave the house. Mustafa. I am handsome. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. am handsome. Stuart Smalley. Um, <laughs> I'm good no, enough. I'm smart enough. And gosh darn it, people like me. No, it's just, 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 just they're... This idea of just disruption, you know, this disruption That's really from, the, the, point from the pattern, disruption How from... How dangerous is this that there are no criteria, if that's the right word, there is no criteria mm. to say good or bad. Right. We have now let Big Ange decide what we're wearing I think that's to the a, formal. But that's a great metaphor because... It really is. It, it, no it's it's really the it. greatest metaphor and it just kind of, it, it reminds you that... Yes. Let, let, it, let this thing called the internet... Right, mm -hmm. you know, be a representation for every single index card in the card catalog for your existence of the Dewey Decimal System that got thrown on the floor 100%, in the library, and everything that falls in between of, of the dichotomy of every single thing subject you can think of. Um, and someone has to, and someone needed to create the search. Someone needs to validate the algorithm yeah. by what should come up to yeah. the front. The problem is the people validating that. Yeah, I shouldn't say the problem is the concern is people validating that yeah and the reason for it being a concern is we hopefully use the arts to bring mm -hmm. the society further down the line sure but and there's always a but yeah of course has anybody really kicked the crap out of Shakespeare yet no so how far down the line did we go 
You know what I'm trying to say? If we to see these mm. people as building blocks. Okay, or 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 yeah. or are we guilty of holding Shakespeare symbolically as an icon where I mean I one I, in I pass along billion. Shakespeare to a lot of my undergrad students, eighteen, nineteen, twenty year olds. They're not really that interested with but that proves the point. Reading, right, reading so much about Shakespeare with a handful of its small amount of them, but symbolically. But that's diminished. Right. Symbolically, they know his name. They know what he represented. They think he's important before they've really dug in and performed some critical analysis of. If and found out why he's important. Today. So, so that's, that's a tricky thing. I think we, we, we've we attach, taken the bricks right out of education. Uh, yeah. This is taking the bricks right out. It's a so this goes Pink Floyd. It's a tricky the time. The opposite Pink yeah, Floyd. It's, a, it's, a tricky it's another time. brick in the wall. It's a tricky But time. we need the wall now. Now I'm going to go into Jack Nicholson from yeah. A Few Good Men. You want me on that wall. We right. need to have some structure. And we're at that point in time, really, yeah. where we're rolling around in, in the pool. Yeah. And someone has to say, no, left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. And it can't be Dr. Seuss. You know what I'm trying to say? Maybe it is. Yeah. Maybe it's a new one. Yep. We need the structure again. So we, the pendulum has swung so far. So are museums in, in, in uh, danger? Traditional? Well, the Whitney made a big move, right? Yeah, I mean— that, MoMA's made a big move. Th- that's your, I mean, those are, those are big examples right there, like physical— They're trying. Physical, um, you know, first, first and foremost, I mean, just, you know, MoMA rebuilt itself. You know, the Whitney yes. moved— and the Met Brewer took over the old Whitney, um, you know, the Guggenheim, you know, like these. Uh, the, iconic structures they're, they are. They're, they're incredibly iconic and symbolic. Have tried way. to go forward? But I think they are. Are there newbies driving the bus at these places? Are there people your age? I don't think so. I don't mm. think that's happening yet. I, I think there's, there, you know, of course, people are going to retire and people are going to start to, you know, step down and so forth. But. You know, there's, there's still a stronghold. I mean, why why haven't we seen in one of these major museums in New York City a full retrospective on the graffiti movement in New York City and or Philadelphia? Like, why hasn't the Metropolitan Why was O2, O2 for the Whitney? Right. We're now at going to be 2020 Whitney Biennial. Right. And the last time Interactive drove the bus would have been 18 years ago. Yeah. I saw that show with my hero, John Maida. I didn't yeah. see it with John Maida. Oh, John cool. Maida was in the show. Awesome. Jeff Bratt, Napier, Lovejoy. Yeah. I'm forgetting thousands of them. Uh, Future Farmers, the people who did They Ruled.net. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Corey Archangel. Eight, yes, Corey Archangel. Oh, my God. Yeah. How, we've always talked about him. Yeah. How far we've lost. 18 yeah. years gone. Yeah. We should have been yeah. tremendously built up from that point. Yeah. yeah, how come? But my belief is because it challenged. Okay. Okay? Uh, someone I know made a really great point one time. Hmm. I don't know why I say to someone I know, Bart. Uh, a gentleman who I respect in this field made a really great point. The reason why it did not go as fast and far as it could. Okay. How do you sell? How do you sell Corey Archangel's uh, uh, Sky? Right. The one where he took uh, Mario Sky and just right. put it there. Yeah, yeah. How do you sell that? Right. Yeah. It, the commodity again. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's 
Right. You know, how do you sell it? I know, uh, even Abramovich. But we're talking about a museum, not yeah. a commercial gallery. Even a gallery. Archangel was in a gallery and he wanted to sell his work. Of course. Because that's where you start before the museum, right? Usually. Usually the Whitney is the kiss of death for a young artist, right? Yeah. You get into the biennial, you never heard from again. Supposedly it's the Bermuda Triangle of the Arts, <laughs> depending upon your age. Right, yeah. Right? Uh, you're at a gallery. How does the gallery get the momentum for you if they cannot sell the work? Right. And you can, though, sell the work today, maybe. Maybe today with cheap projectors, maybe today with installations in the house. Right. Now you can sell an utter back. Yeah, it, that's, it's, it's going to be a weird. I'm. I'll never see it. I mean, I think it's. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 incredibly. It's incredibly. Because commodity becomes the issue here. Incredibly tricky, right? Well, that's that's a hundred percent right. I mean, that goes, so let's that go goes to, back uh, to Duchamp. I mean, absolutely. Really, is know? installations. So, how do you sell Duchamp's installations? Yeah. Well, you could sell the uh, bride strip there by a bachelor's even, yeah. right? Because it is one large piece. Yeah can be at someone's home, sure. right? But you can't sell the coal bag installation. Right. I don't even know what the name of it is. Yeah, yeah. You can't, there's certain things you can't sell. Yeah. But then, aha, hold the phone here. You take Man Ray yeah. with his films, the uh, rayograph films where he would lay nails and different pieces on top of the celluloid, expose it mm -hmm. and move it. And Forget about that it was Man Ray film. Right. Had his film. Film is a commodity. Yeah. Now I sound like uh, De Niro and Fockers. <laughs> oh, can you, Craig? Well, <laughs> film film is a commodity, right? Sure. But it's been tough to find it as an art. Yeah. True. Yeah. Same with photography. Right. Once you have a negative and the ability to replicate. Right. Endlessly. Yeah. That's the internet. Mm hmm And that's why I'm trying to connect these things. Sure. So once you have a piece like theyrule.net, once you have any of the work of Mayday, any of the pieces from the, the O2 show, yep. and you can instantly put them up. Remember People's Portrait by Zen Chang, where he had a small uh, USB-like camera, right. and people all over the world were going into booths set up yeah. and putting their pictures onto major screens in like Times Square and right. all over the world. Yeah. Once you have that ability to instantly replicate in the billions whether it's your monitor, your phone, your yep. Giphy, that's where the challenge has always come in, right? Yeah. You don't have one iris. Right. You don't well, have... You're right. I mean, it, it, it's like I said before, I mean, nothing... It's it, The Internet's the greatest, the greatest metaphor. It's the greatest mirror back at us, and it's just a reminder that nothing is static. And the way that museums have done business for the last hundred years are in for the greatest challenge of their Absolutely. of their existence. If they're going to keep trying to control <coughs> things so that they maintain this, this is the way it's always been done. This is business as usual, without being willing to take some major redefining. But they're going to disrupt risks, their business model to the point they where have it to collapse. They have to. They're going to have to do that. Um, I, because that's because that's what the internet dude, is asking Uber, us. Airbnb, a hundred percent. The same models being blown. Someone had a great whatever that uh, Airbnb didn't put hotels out of business. Non-flexible uh, arrangements or rates put it out of business. Yeah. They just capitalized on Ab absolutely, it, which is going to be the same thing here. Absolutely, I think it comes from. But it also invalidates the culture then. 
It also... The factor that we don't have iconic halls in which you wish to, or not you, but another young right. person wishes to build towards. Right. Sh being shown at Mary Boone, being shown at O'Kaharis, being at the Met, being at the uh, yeah. MoMA. If we lose those, mm -hmm. do we then lose our way, mm. our path? And if we lose our path, you understand what I'm trying to say? I do. If we don't have criteria in which we try to achieve towards. Sure. It's like going on a diet and airdropping into Costco. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Which one's going to work, <laughs> you know? You know what I'm trying to say? Like, you know, I always go back to that. But you understand my point. Yeah. If there's no person there or right. internal, no one's going to have that internal conscience right. at 18, 19, 20. Right. Even 30. Right. Society yeah. doesn't have it. Yeah. No one says this is good or bad because we always say, why do you think it's good? Sure. You know what I mean? And, yeah, well, And without that, I, we're going to have Big Ange on TV every night. I, I think that there's – Do we have idiocracy here? I, I think that there's a place for, for multiple uh, – uh, audiences to be able okay, to from low art to high art yeah to be able to find their tribe and to be able to find their way and to be able to find their little place where their you know their their where resonance their resonance is yeah. is making an impact and um, but then we don't move forward or you're saying you know see what I'm trying to say like I think we no I think we still do I think you'll you'll no, I'm always talking about let me just frame yeah. this for you a little bit better. Uh, my mother, oh, you have no idea how lucky I was. Okay. You have. I don't mean to be the Italian boy with the mother, but my mom knew me. Yeah. Oh, my God. And she tried to guide me so well. So she used to always say to me, because she knew I was not the average bear. Right. <laughs> I felt very sorry for them. But she used to say to me over and over, they like tuna that tastes good Charlie not tuna with good taste and she could smell that mm. I was trying to wear the ascot <laughs> and I, my neck being the size it was we ran out of material uh, my what I'm really trying to say is that she guided me yeah and she knew that I had this weird for my town my okay. area I had this weird kind of attraction right. to what the hell is that i once got yelled at by otto preminger in my high school otto preminger was a major hollywood director okay and uh, i asked him <laughs> everybody's in the auditorium we'll edit this out but it's a funny story yeah. everybody's in the auditorium and this was the time of batman and otto preminger was friends with someone in the area because the five towns okay we don't know what was going on there yeah but he came to Lawrence High School and he's talking and everybody's like, oh, did you enjoy playing Mr. Freeze on Batman? Oh, yes, it was very good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, did, he, did you like the, you know, all this stuff? So I stand up, I hand to God, I was in my senior year, and I stand up and you could see him, he's right there, he's yeah. the bald head, the shark skin suit. And I go, Mr. Preminger, did you think that Bergman's use of the blood as a transitional medium in between scenes and cries and whispers was adequate. And he looked over at security. <laughs> he was like, what? What? I'm talking about Mr. Freeze. What are you talking about? Get him out of here. And all my friends were like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> because the film teacher in high school brought us to see cries and whispers. Right. 
And I was like, oh my God, this is, you know, live, uh, uh, the uh, Ullman. Right. I was like, oh my God, this is gorgeous, this is wonderful. So I had a chance to ask yeah. a major promo- a producer, director, what do you think? And they wanted to escort me out. Like, it's hilarious. It, it's my point being story. is, there are kids like that. Yeah. Do we lose them? Yeah. Do they find their own? I don't think we lose them. I, I, my point being is, how do you go from hmm. an environment where that is not the norm, but you for some reason have it, have a desire for that? Right. And if you don't have criteria for them to put their feet and get traction and move up mm-hmm. to find it, now right. you've got the Dewey Decimal System thrown on the floor in the library. Right. And you're saying to them, there is no reference librarian here today. We can't help you. <laughs> You're go ahead. You got to find what you think is going to work for you. Yeah. And guess what happens? He goes yeah. to see Big Ange. Right. So are we, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Are we losing? Seduced by Big yeah, Ange. Yeah. Well, seduced by the ease of finding Big Ange. Right. So and then, are we and then losing? Settling, yeah. And then settling. Yeah. Um, for that, I think. I mean, ult- ultimately. If, and then the society loses. I I think, but I don't think that there is. Um, I don't necessarily think that you have faith in humanity i do yeah that's uh, where we differ i i do yeah (laughs) i do i do i really do a hundred percent i think that you know right now we're just i think they're just going to walk around with a mayonnaise jar top open just scooping into their mouth like homer simpson oh my god i think (laughs) (laughs) i think that we're just um we're 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 just in a tricky time of just you know right now we are of of just a tricky we're in a major transitional it's the wild Look at what West. our leaders are doing. Our leaders. And I don't want to say leaders. Look at what the person who is supposedly the leader of the free world is doing right. in these days. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I hear you. I mean, every, that's why I every it's day it's like, don't, don't, don't check Twitter. Yeah, don't, don't check, don't check Twitter. Twitter. You know, you're, you're, you're worried to yeah. hear another story that's going to top what's already been done and still trying to filter out like what's truth what's not truth what's yes. being exploited that's what's a meme thing right i mean my mom calls me up sometimes and say did you see this image that they put of this president oh, i didn't see it send it to me it's a meme she doesn't know it's a meme no she has no idea no and you know and, and that's a whole no, other she concern. does not and a whole, a whole other can of worms but this is um but they're believing it yeah and they have to because what what are 40% of that age group are going to say, it's on the internet. It's on the internet. Because they grew up with the FCC. Of course. They grew up with criteria. Of course. They grew up with Walter Cronkite. Of course. They grew up with people in these places that helped them right. judge. Yeah. Now you're on your own. Yeah. Now you got to figure out what's real and what's a lie. That's true. That's a problem. So it takes, I mean, I, I think that, you know. It takes a village. It takes. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> it, takes, it takes people, you know, questioning. And doing a bit more research outside of... I'm glad of, I'm 62. You know. You know what I'm trying to say? Because yeah, yeah, no, I don't see this stopping. It's not. I don't think I don't think it's going to stop. But I think, if anything, it's going to force people to just recalculate um, how Who's they, responsible for what? How they define, yeah. you know, who they are in relationship to the amount of information, information hitting them. that they're consuming. Yeah. And it's just like, you know... Yeah. Um, if someone looks at you and tells you you're stupid, you've got to agree that you are if you're going to take it on and Change go it. and play that yeah. role out. Or you could say, hey, man, you're one of seven, eight, seven point eight billion human beings on the planet. Your opinion matters next to none. 
yeah. you know, and I'm going to go about my day now. So, you know. So now to, do we have to establish bigger and better self-esteem? A hundred percent. Okay. Well, I think we got to be accountable for that. Like, I mean, you know, I, I, I say this all the time to people. So our own defenses have to become stronger. We have to, that's where the criteria for art comes from. Yeah. That's gotta, where the criteria for society If comes you from. value yourself and you know what your values are, what's important to you as a human being, what's important, um, what what good and value can you bring to the world? Ooh, Ryan, you're based, asking for so much. Based on, yeah, but I think that if there were more examples of it displaying themselves out there in the world and yeah. more people, you know, helping in uh, getting that out there, like, you know, rather than us putting, putting all of our, no, well, or that just putting all of our, like, attention on, you know, professional oh athletes and celebrities that are just being paid okay. big so now big we're paychecks. shifting not that not that some that of them wrong. aren't incredible we're, we're philanthropists shifting yeah. the responsibility of who drives society yeah from who we've established to be the role models yeah because we could probably use an excuse to say why we're not there because god didn't give us or whomever did not give us this talent so we can say they're responsible for being the role model for right. my children, whatever, or my life, that's or what the we've society. Been taught. That's what and we've that's been taught. what we've been taught. So you think the think democratization of art, the internet, media, right. whatever we hold to be of a higher level culturally in society, right. has now that has been shifted to the individual, and that's a good thing for us to grow up. I think so. I think so, a hundred percent. I mean, when I so was so no more uh, participation trophies. If you want a participation trophy, make it yourself. See, that's why I talk to you. Make Is it that, yourself. That's why I talk. Give to it you. to yourself, and yeah. then and then and then do it again. You know, every be, time you start something, be say, accountable. Be you know, accountable. Be accountable and be responsible and. Be an example. Include other people Dude, in, the I things, in the things this that This is the reason learn. why we're friends. Yeah, I mean, you know. Because like my move. father used to tell me, and I know that we come from kind of similar backgrounds. Yeah. My father used to tell me two things. The greatest line he ever had to me and my friend Nick, who I adore. I love this guy. Yeah. My father used to say to me, son, are your hands cold? And I'd say, no. He goes, well, do me a favor. Get them out of your pockets. Because there's work to be done. It's a good one. Yeah. And then he would say to me, you know, 5.30 comes very early. Yeah. So if I was you, I'd get to sleep. Yeah. Because we got work to do tomorrow. Yeah. His whole attitude in life was, we got work to do. Yeah. And that is something he passed on. My sister is a thousand times stronger at it than I am. She's amazing. But being the artist, I was always in... Yeah, but I'm just going to dream for half an hour. And he would just uh, so desperately want to slap me on the yeah. back of the head. But my mother would catch his hand and just go, N- not yet. Sure. He's, he's got a <laughs> – that egg's not hard enough yet. Don't crack it. <laughs> so my great line about my parents that I used over and over, even my sister loved it, yeah. was he pedaled, she steered. Okay. And those two together were a remarkable, remarkable, wonderful team. I don't want to cut us off because we're at an hour and five. Oh, no. Wow. And they keep telling me no one's going to listen for more than an hour. Right. I want to do this again. We can. Do a part uh, two. We can do it anyway in God's form. Cool. Today we tried to talk about the limited subject area of whether or not digital is a valid form of art. That was too tiny for you.
and we really <laughs> ramped it out to art being uh, a indicator of society's cultural high points or low points. Yeah. And no longer is that restricted. Yeah. To the four walls of a museum. Right. To the table of curators. Yeah. To any prior criteria that helped guide us. Yeah. Good news, it's, bad news. It's a, good, it's a good way to put it because... The, the good news is we're on our own. The bad news is we're on our own. <laughs> it is because your, your, your competition to anything and everything is going to be based on the internet. Yes, which is and, a little um, wider than it's been what, in the past. What you're experiencing there. And uh, I think we're, it's, it's, it's really the internet of everything is in its infancy. Oh, yes. People keep forgetting this. Like, we keep forgetting that, we, you know, if we tend to think the Internet's been around forever. It hasn't been. It's been, well, you know, maybe. Well, for the Gen Is, yeah. it has been around forever. Right. For this age group. But I'm talking about just in, in the in the, the Even grand your age things, and my age. It's about 20 years. <coughs> Absolutely. We, 57 seen, was the dawn of the Internet itself, so to speak. And really the web came around in 94. Yeah, we've seen So we're at 25 yet. years, yeah, 93, really, But it's, I still really feel like it's, 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 it's really in its infancy. Oh, absolutely. So, and one of the papers I used in that class is what yeah. had a greater impact, the printing press or the Internet, remembering yeah. that the Internet has only been around for 50 years. Yeah. And the printing press has been around since 800 yep. A.D., yeah. if you talk about Pai Shen. Right. So now you have a, you know, you have a, I don't know, 1300 arc, and where have we gone? Right. And now you have a 50-year arc, and oh, my God, yeah. where have we gone? What did we do? Right. So it's affecting and disrupting all of our cultural touchstones. Yeah. From who's on TV, the news Oh, God, we, we could do another hour and a half about that. Art, and I brought you in for art because of your youth and yeah. your ambition and the amount of areas that you've covered in this kind of small window for you of 15, 20 years. Sure. And the names you know, and we're going to talk more about that another time. Right. And as I have a little segment called Pencils Down. Okay. It's a great little title, right? right? Yeah. Thank you for laughing at that. Cool. Because I always try and tie it back. Yeah. During the school year. Sure. You're going to be on campus this fall? I will. We're going to bring our students in here. Awesome. Okay? Cool. A couple. Yeah. If we had a bigger space, we could do a steel cage match. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? Oh, it's We excellent. could come in. I think they would enjoy this tremendously. And we could handpick a couple of them. Cool. Because we got a couple more mics. Yeah. And we could ask them their opinions. That'd be excellent. And we could do a point-counterpoint from SNL. Remember uh, Dan Aykroyd and yeah. Jane Curtin? Uh, that would be funny. Ryan, excellent. as always, every time you walk into Humanities 210, my day lightens, brightens. Uh, and I go, thank, thank you. God he's here. Because, when, uh, <laughs> because I look around that room somewhere after 30 years of teaching, and it starts to hurt. Yeah. Because they're getting a little... Uh, <laughs> I don't know, numb. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I think it's because what we just talked about. Yeah, they've imploded. They've great. imploded to where their world is so yeah. small. It must be really hard to be. It's 18. a little wild. Yes, it must be really. Yes, hard. it's not um, easy being green. It's got to be very um, hard to be eighteen years I, old today. I think today. that's that's a big part of our responsibility is to be able to understand the psychology of what is happening in the world yeah. of someone that is, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. How is that affecting, you know, their thinking when they start something like college? You it's know, like putting a guppy two inches from a blender. Yeah. Hey, there you go. 
And they're like, oh, I don't. And they know one or two false moves. Yeah. And it's not a joke today. Yeah, right. That's, it's an interesting time. And then I, I do want to do one last thing with you. Yeah. If they wanted to contact you, okay. uh, how do they see you on the web? Give okay. me your address. Who? The FBI? The You're IRS? Not- the- <laughs> <laughs> Putin. <laughs> I have a Canadian nobody passport. Think, nobody or- thinks it's funny that it's not Rasputin. <laughs> no one sees that connection yet. Yeah. Rasputin, right? R-A-S-P-U-T-I-N. Yeah. Come on. Un- unbelievable. It's really close. Yeah. How do they see your work? RyanSeslow.com? RyanSeslow.com, R-Y-A-N-S-E-S-L-O-W.com. And across social media, I'm just Ryan Seslow, at Ryan Seslow. Instagram, Twitter, I'm just me. I'm transparent. Just yes, find me are. on those platforms. And um, uh, I, I use them to promote not only my work, the work of others, and just as much just use value as I could put out there. And you're at CUNY? I'm at at BMCC. I'm at BMCC and York College in CUNY. I'm here at LIU Post and at Iona College as well. You're your own meme. (laughs) Seriously, right? Really. Well, I wish that would stop. Great. Uh, I wish it was more localized and I'll be a little selfish. And I wish that for my last years in education, you were here. And today, my treat, your treat to me, seeing the wonderful, hysterical, funniest person in the world. No one knows how funny this guy is, I think. Fechner is one of the funniest people. If I could make him laugh in a phone call, my week, my month was like, I made John laugh. (laughs) And to see him, I want to thank you for that. And uh, I'll be bothering him. I knew we were never going to get him in this room. No. You need Wonder Woman with the magic lasso (laughs) to get John in this room. But I'll, I'll, I'll get him. Maybe. Maybe. If I tell them I'm dying or something, maybe. Nah. Anyhow. Yikes. It's the wonderful world of editing, Ryan. Yeah. Ryan Seslow, uh, my hero for the next century. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. That's, that's Dude, you're great amazing. Honor. I've always been so happy to know you, thank talk you. to you, and I'm so appreciative that it's almost like we finish sentences sometimes. Yeah. And the know. way that the students Sink, man. all of those schools, the regard they have for you, and the factor that I'm associated Thanks. with that in some way yeah. is a wonderful thing, and I thank you. Thank you. Well, I've, I, hey, man, I've had a lot of good role models, and you're one of them. Yeah. So John's another one of them, John and I'm really is. lucky. I had a lot of really, really great, supportive people around me. It really helps, you yeah. know. Fact, it's hysterical. I miss him. All right, Ryan, thank you. I'm going to try and stop this That's so great. we don't lose it. Thank you. Let's see what happens here. Rock. Paper. Pixels. Like what you hear? Here's how you can let us know. Give us a call at 516-299-2626 or email us at info at wcwp.org. Like us at facebook.com slash mywcwp and leave a comment or tweet us at mywcwp. We welcome all kinds of feedback. To directly support the podcast you just enjoyed, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to give back, visit WCWP.org and click the support tab. Thanks for listening from your friends at WCWP.